0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, Believe, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline's your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. And today on the show, I'm so excited to introduce our guest. She is the 2022 US bronze medalist, as well as current junior world champion. Hello, Isabel. (laughs) Hi, Um, everyone. This is Isabel Lovito. We're super excited to get her voice on here. And yeah, Isabel, let's let's get right into it. So when did you first start skating?
0: Uh, when I was three, um, my mom took me to an ice rink, (laughs) very simple. Well, I mean, before that I was, my mom would watch a lot of skating on TV and I would imitate. And, um, so my mom took me to an ice rink and then from there it's all history.
1: That is so awesome. So the way that you got into the sport was just because your mom's been a skating fan and and you kind of fell in love with it on the TV as a baby. That's super cute. (laughs) Yeah. How amazing. When did you start um, taking private lessons with coaches?
0: Honestly, I think maybe I was like, I think I was five, Okay. Was five, but I don't think I, I did it often. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm actually not that sure about that. I think yeah. I did it once a week when I was like five or something. Yeah. You uh, know, for sure, like I started getting more serious about it when I turned seven that I know. So from definitely when I was seven, I was taking private lessons, but I'm not sure that much before that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you would be super young to remember. The only reason I asked that is because similarly, I started skating when I was two. um, But when you're that young, you're kind of just in group classes or, you know, different things like that. And you don't really start working with a coach until you're a little bit older. So very cool. You kind of do you have like a moment when you were seven where you kind of thought, you know what, I, I want to really pursue this or was it something that, that just naturally came through?
0: Um, honestly, uh, no, (laughs) it was like gradual. Yeah. For like the longest of time, I just like thought this is what I do. And there was like no other like life, that I would have been living, like, there were not even, like, in my mind, like, I never even, like, when I turned, I think when I was, like, nine, no, when I turned 10, I started doing, like, online school, and, like, mm-hmm. I never, like, thought for at least, like, the first two years about, like, going back to school, like, I didn't even, like, it wasn't even, like, a, um, a thought like he was just like this is the life I live and this is this and only like the past like few years I've started to be like oh wow I'm so lucky that I can be doing this you know yeah I'm, like, oh, I'm so glad I can be doing this and I am doing this
1: it's yeah. incredible especially to reach such a high level in any sport is a dream uh and to do it at such a young age as well is just it's crazy I mean I get it so you you started doing online school when you were around 10. Was that because of like skating training or is it just because you wanted to try homeschooling?
0: Yeah, it was kind of a mixture of both. I remember that when I was nine, um, it was like I would skate in the morning before school Mm -hmm. and then I would go to school and then I would come back and skate in the afternoon again. And I remember that it was like, the next year of school, like my school would start earlier. I don't remember exactly the times, but I'm gonna assume I remember I was at the rink until like 8:30 in the morning mm-hmm. and then my mom couldn't drive me to the rink because it was early and um like I mean my, my mom would go to work like I don't know what time, but she would go to work right after she dropped me off at the rink at sure. about 630, I think it was. And so then me and my friend, who both needed to go to work, uh, to school, not work. <laughs> we both needed to go to school and, um, we didn't go to the same school, but we went to schools similar, close to each other. Our coach had to drive us together to our schools because, um, because
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was- it's hard. I lost
0: work. <laughs> but I mean you see the picture and it was just really difficult and it was really complicated and Mm -hmm. the next year the school my school would have started earlier in the morning so it made it kind of impossible and unworthy to skate so early in the morning Mm -hmm. and I couldn't you know my mom was considering maybe I couldn't ask the principal she can come in late but then it was like gonna be a problem for my education and then it was like you know what let's take this like leap of faith (laughs) let's try homeschooling and see how that works so yeah
1: that's awesome. It must have been maybe uh switching from elementary to middle if you were having like a change in school time or something like that. First, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it can be really hard to manage um going through the normal schooling systems in person. Um it, it really just depends how lucky you get with your district and and the teachers and the principals and that type of stuff as well as coordinating with your parents' jobs obviously who are driving you. Um, but that's awesome that you kind of found uh, a scenario that works best for you in your training. Um, so glad to hear you're thriving there. Let's talk about your coaches. So who are your coaches? Um, and when did you start skating with them?
0: Um, so, okay. Since the beginning, like I have never had any other coaches. Um, cool. It, Yulia. Um, I just forgot everybody's last name. Yulia <laughs> um, Her husband, Slava Kuznetsov. And Otar Chaparice, uh, Jana Palagina, um, every now and then Evgeny Platov. So yeah, <laughs> since the beginning, I, yeah. <laughs> I have this like memory in my mind and I'm not sure if it's very true, but I remember standing at the ring like when I was really little, like before I took any lessons. And like it, we were, my mom and I were watching um, Learn to Skate, I'm gonna assume, cause I remember seeing groups And I remember seeing, like, my mom was, like, was kind of, like, choosing between this one woman, I don't know her name, and Yulia. And, like, I, like, specifically remember this, this one point where I point at Yulia. And I remember thinking in my head, pointing at her, because I thought in my head, she's really pretty. (laughs) That's (laughs) so funny. (laughs) But, um, yeah, since then, it's always been (laughs) Yulia.
1: Amazing. So it sounds like there's kind of a team of coaches that you work with, um, who, like what type of training do you go through? Uh, Do you have like different coaches that specialize in different things like jumps, spins, maybe choreography, um, kind of walk us through what, I guess, like your daily slash like yearly training plan is with your coaches, um, because you are so successful at such a young age. So kind of what goes into the teamwork of that?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yulia, she is my main jumping coach, um, my main everything coach, <laughs> um, and then Otar, he works on my skating skills, um, sometimes my, you know, my my program, even with the jumps sometimes, just working on the skating skills and everything and my lines and extensions, mm-hmm. um, and then Slava, usually for like harness, and sometimes, you know, also, I mean, working with jumps too, and uh, Jana is for ballet and uh, dance and movement and facial expressions presentation as well. Um, Yulia choreographs all my programs, Uh, and uh, Evgeny, uh, I used to have him more when I was little because he was at the same rink and then he went to a different rink farther away into a different state, so Mm Not as often, but is more along the lines of skating skills and speed and power as well.
1: Gotcha. Very cool. Awesome. What was the timeline of you learning your jumps? Because this past Nationals, you were uh, 14, right? Have you turned 15 yet? In March. All right. She's happy birthday. Um, she's 15 now, folks, but still at 14 years old, you know, you're doing triple triples. You're getting bronze in the senior women's category, winning junior world. So um, being that young, when did you first, uh, you know, get your double axle? And then same thing. What was the timeline of getting all of your triples?
0: Um, I got my double axel uh, like two months after online schooling um cool I I feel like okay I feel like I was totally nine I I know <laughs> i landed my deluxe in October for some reason I can never forget this because it was like this monumental thing um <laughs> funny story I back then I had a flip phone mm-hmm. and I want I was practicing during the day when I landed it and it was pretty it was it was cheated but um I landed it for the first time in practice during, during the day. And it was like one of the days that during the day, Yulia went to a different rink for some other kids that were there, but it wasn't too far away, but she just wasn't there, main point. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I landed this. I want to take a video of this. And i there was a bunch of other girls at the rink that with their phones they would put it against the board and videotape. And I had a flip phone. So I tried to put it against the board to videotape it. And then I fell on the ice and then it broke into pieces. Uh, but really it was apparently it was very simple because this one, a uh, kid that was skating at the rink. He was like a few years older than me, I don't remember. He put it back together, so it was all good. So I had to ask one of the girls there to film it on the, my flip phone. And the quality was so bad that um, Yulia couldn't even like verify that it was a good double axel <laughs> count it. But um, <laughs> eventually I landed it. But I remember this, be- it was in October. And um, so that was my double axel. And then I'm pretty sure, I'm not really sure not really sure when i got on my triples you know <laughs> what's funny though, is that i landed every jump in like the order of like jumps you know how like it's axle sow, mm-hmm. tail, loop. i always landed my jumps in that order like not really trying to sometimes but like i always every single jump i've landed is in the order I don't know, i just thought that was bizarre um but yeah and I, i'm not really sure how long it took me to land my triples but I have a feeling it's like within the next within that next year like each one came along mm-hmm. but um I remember that I learned uh, triple triple right before intermediate nationals and I put it in both of my programs at intermediate nationals and back then I was 11 kind of makes me think where have the past four years gone but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Well, that's also very impressive if you were only 11 years old with all of your triples. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. What's your favorite jump? Flip. Yeah. You like flip?
0: Favorite, yeah.
1: Is there a reason?
0: Um, honestly, I just feel like the timing mm. and like every time I go into a flip, like usually nothing bad happens. Like you never like some jumps, like sometimes you like like for me, sometimes with toe loop, I'll like put my toe pick into the ice and I can like feel like it's like just not right. And I feel like I'm just (laughs) not centered. And then like the jump goes crazy. But like with flip, it's nothing bad ever happens. And so it's just my favorite jump.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I love that answer. Well, your artistry is simply stunning. Um, You're a little ballerina on the ice. So let's talk about your dance background. Um, At like what age did you start taking dance classes And like, what kinds of dance classes have you been taking in the time period of your skating career?
0: So I actually started ballet or dance before um, I went to an ice rink. I think I was two or something, two and a half. And Mm -hmm. I was in like ballet classes. And so and then at one point I started skating and I was kind of doing both. Um, And then eventually, apparently my mom asked me, um, Back then I referred to skating as ballet on ice. So my mom asked me in Italian, "Uh, do you wanna do ballet or do you wanna do ballet on ice? And then like, of course, most likely many children would probably be like ballet on ice. So (laughs) of course I said ballet on ice. So um, now I am doing ballet on ice. And, (laughs) but um, I always continue. uh, So then I stopped ballet. I think I was probably about four when I actually stopped and then when I was like seven uh every like I don't remember maybe twice or three times a week I don't know um in the afternoons sometimes uh I would go to uh an actual like ballet school but it was I mean it was recreational of course like it wasn't like trying to become a ballerina it was just kind of like on the side and I think that was like for like a a couple or I don't know how many years (laughs) but um and then after I think when I yeah once I was 10 and I was homeschooled uh online schooled I started doing ballet with um Jana actually now that I think about that I I did ballet with Jana a few times when I was like five I remember that but then like f- when I turned 10 I started doing ballet with Jana for like consistently and then I it's been ever since
1: amazing um ballet is such a necessary ingredient in my opinion for figure skating um just because you learn the proper posturing and and the musicality um and and how to really know the proper arm movements uh to look soft right and to look gentle and you my dear such a master at it um at such a young age it's so wonderful to watch Um, but what about uh styles like jazz or like have you ever taken any ballroom anything like that or has had just been ballet so far
0: uh, so with Jana, we tend to mix it up sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's not just like, you know, classical ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally, like, I generally lo- love ballet because I love how there's a right and a wrong. You know, that's sometimes <laughs> I don't like, like, modern dances sometimes for that reason. Just mm-hmm. a little bit I don't like. I mean, um, just because, like, I I like the right and the wrong way you know I like the clarity a specific way to do it mm-hmm. so sometimes we we when we with Jana will do like different styles but it'll still have like ballet steps mm-hmm. but like the arms and the head and the overall body movements will be more um, differentiated but um, yeah
1: <laughs> that's awesome what's your favorite style if you had to choose is it just plain ballet you like the classic yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to see uh, what different types of programs you choose to do in the future, because obviously there's so many different types of dance styles um, and so many different classic pieces to use. So I'm sure you'll make good use of that artistry component. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about this past season. So how was competing last year Internationally, we'll start first at the Junior Grand Prix. um, How did you like the circuit, Uh, you know, coming out of COVID year where there weren't really a lot of competitions?
0: Yeah, uh, so it was like I had been to one other international before, but Mm -hmm. it was a different a whole different experience to me. Uh, when I was at my first junior um, Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was just so amazed that there was food there. It was very- that there know. was food? Um, yeah. But, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> Did you think they wouldn't feed you? Yeah.
1: Oh, dear. That's funny.
0: No, I was like, I figured that I was just going to, like, grow- go to a grocery store and, like, rely- like live on snacks. I don't know. Mm. I-, I don't know what my brain was thinking. I mean, <laughs> I'm amazed by that <laughs> factor. Um, but, like, the actual, like, event itself, like, the first one, I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is my first international, even though it wasn't oh my goodness, I want to screw this up. One day I'm going to look back on this and be like, oh, this is my first one. Um, but uh, it went more smoothly than when I kind of imagined. I kind of like figured it was going to be like this end of the world. <laughs> I kind of very over-dramatized. It's a big
1: deal. International
0: competitions are a it, huge like, deal. I really, yeah, it was a big deal in my mind. Um, but by the time I got to, when I did the second one, I was, like, already used to it. Like, it was, to me, it was, like, the, like, exact same thing as the first one. I don't know. It was just, like, a different arena. But, like, everything went the same way. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I realized that's kind of, like, all competition. I mean, when I got to Junior Worlds, I was, like, is it going to be the same? Is it not? And then it turned out it was pretty similar as well. Like, the the way everything went. Like, the order of events. Mm -hmm. Like, not the actual events, but, like. Yeah. Yeah. So now I kind of have an idea that maybe all of them are going to be like that, but it, it's nice to have like a little routine and it's like pretty similar each time. You kind of know to in a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very consistent in uh, the timing of everything. So once you get your groove and you know uh, exactly what you like um, in terms of how early you come to the competition or like how many practices you like to do, what you like to do in your practices, all of those little things you kind of figure out throughout your career um, and it sounds like you, you got a taste of it this past season and it, it just kept going smoothly for you, which is awesome. Well, let's talk about your nationals experience. Um, so you got the bronze medal, amazing bronze medal during an Olympic year, nonetheless, which is huge. Um, so congratulations on that, but what were your intentions going into the U S championships? What were your goals before you even got to compete the short program?
0: Uh, honestly I was kind of like you know no one's gonna really look at me this is fine there's literally no pressure um all these girls you know they're uh competing for Olympic spots and I was like I'm just gonna chill here <laughs> <I'm just> gonna <laughs> do my programs see how things go enjoy soak up the experience like one thing for me like I knew what I had to do was like I needed like understand how how like what are the feelings at this event? Like, what are like the vibes? I don't want to say the word vibes, but like, what are like the, the vibes? vibes? Yeah. Um, and like, so that way, next year, when I'm probably gonna have more, what's the word? When you want to get something, like when you're
1: ambition, drive,
0: <laughs> but I'll be a little bit more I'm a thesaurus. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when like next year, when I um have more ambition. Towards like my result at this event, um, I will already kind of have like the way of how things are gonna go, you know. And I'm not just like brand new to this, so mm-hmm. kind of like the goal mm-hmm. for the event, and just kind of like to let go and just relax and let myself perform.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how did it feel going into the free skate, being in the final warm up? Different or same? Same types of feelings?
0: I kind of, since I really didn't set up expectations for myself at all, I was kind of like, oh, wow, well, I'm like in the second warm-up, but then when I thought about it, it kind of made a little bit of, like, I mean, when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I oh, I would hope I would be in the second warm-up, yeah, I mean, after skiing pretty decently, I guess, but, um, no, it was kind of like still every time I skate and I get a result, I think I'm just a little shocked of myself, even when I expect a result. It's kind of weird. But um and then yeah, from the, the long program, I just went I skated.
1: My long program. Mm. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it sounds like you're more in tune with yourself than everything outside. Because obviously anytime you go into a big competition, there's there's a lot of energy and hype and media Mm -hmm. and all types of voices around you Um, and it can get really intimidating for a lot of skaters but if you're going in with your own you know personal zen you're just going to skate the way you skate in practice um, and not set up too much expectation on yourself it it typically goes very well because you're handling your stress well Um, and that's what happened you got the bronze medal so how did that feel when you ended the event in third place
0: yeah I remember I didn't thing is, I didn't think anything of it until I got onto the ice for the victory ceremony. And I did the little bow, which I mean, I had done already the year before uh, for Junior Nationals when I won the Junior Nationals the year before. And I did the bow. Right. And that the year before I was like, yeah, I, I won. I was hoping to win and I won. And then this year I was like, I'm third. And then I was thinking. But there's no more, there's not a higher level. You know, this was the highest level. So that's it. I'm like third. Like there's only two more spaces, and then there's nowhere to go. You know, you're at the top. Mm-hmm. So then that was like, whoa, that's pretty good. I don't know. I was very satisfied in that moment. I was like, wow. I don't know. I just didn't have any other words, but like, wow.
1: That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that is a very wow moment, especially in an Olympic year. Um, mm-hmm. just crazy, crazy vibes in general. But That's fantastic. And then you went to junior world's end of the season skated to gold there. Um, So how is it to be there? Did you feel like nationals set you up well for that event in terms of just like competing in a high, I don't want to say stress because it doesn't sound like you were super stressed, but more so like high energy environment at nationals. Did that prepare you in any way for the shark tank that is junior world. That's how it was described to me when I was younger.
0: Well, um, number one, I'm pretty sure everybody is nervous. I mean, (laughs) I do my best to make myself look very calm and composed, but I mean, everyone has their share of
1: nerves for sure. But,
0: um, What I kind of one thing I did appreciate from nationals is that since nationals was made this great deal which I mean it is there was all these I honestly I am fixated with these lights um every event like I judge it based on like how bright the lights were and so um nationals the lights every direction you look and you're blinded but Mm -hmm. I mean it's good because it looks good on tv right and so um for me like that was something i had to get used to so when i any other like competition after that i'm just like this is good because i don't have bright lights blinding me everywhere i go and i have to do all my extremely hard programs you know so junior worlds was a little bit <laughs> a little bit uh, I, underwhelming not as, yeah. overwhelming as you would assume um But honestly, when I was at Junior Worlds, I just kind of was like, you know, this is the last competition of the season. I don't want to like finish this competition and be like, oh, I held back and I didn't do the best I could do. And then there's not like, oh, in three weeks from now, I'll do another competition. And I'll do better. It's like, no, it's going to be a while. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to with myself with this last competition. So I was kind of like, let's make sure that I don't get upset after this competition on myself and then like be angry at myself for like months until the next competition. <laughs> so that was kind of like the <laughs> somewhat of the motivation very weird motivations.
1: But whatever gets the job done. <laughs> not weird motivations at all. I think that is... uh that's a great motivation to have, again, because it's coming from yourself and it's not coming from, you know, outside pressures. Um, so, yeah, sounds like you've got a good head on your shoulders. Keep that, keep that head screwed on just as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, an important component of competing and success in this sport in particular is consistency. So how have you been approaching that skill, you know, as you've been growing in the sport? Because- You've had a great season um, and it seems like you've had great seasons to stack on uh, leading up to this moment. So, yeah, tell us about maybe little tips and tricks you use for yourself or what you think the most valuable lesson you've maybe learned from your coaches or your family or whoever around you to help you get to where you've been.
0: Honestly, I feel like um, when it comes to consistency, it's just a matter of doing something over and over and over again. And so you just, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. And then once you think you did enough, you do more. Um, <laughs> and then in the competition, it will happen. Um, if I like that. I mean, as long as, like, if you go into the session and you do your program and you can do it from first try, and then the next day you can do it from first try, and the next day you can do it from first try, you can best believe you're most likely going to do it from first try in the competition when you only have one try. It's um, kind of, like, my thoughts on consistency, like, from practice to competition. Um, it To me, like, practice is about gaining the confidence you need. So that way, when you're in competition, you are more relaxed and you don't think, You know, like sometimes I think, oh my goodness, it's my long program or, you know, when it comes to competition, but then I think about every individual jump and the chance, like the, the rate, the percentage chance that I have of landing the jump. And then I think, oh, okay. I I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm, I'm going to be fine. So that's like why I think consistency is very important in practice. So that way it's more of a mental thing than once you get to competition you'll be ready mentally. Cause like most likely we're going to be ready physically
1: if you've been training. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. Obviously. Yeah. Being, being well-prepared for an event makes you feel good, but it's that mental side of things that really makes a great competitor. And if you already seem to have that figured out, that's awesome. Go you. What are you most looking forward to next season?
0: Honestly, one thing that I'm really excited is my programs I love my programs this year and I'm not gonna say anything but I just literally love my programs so much this year and I love my choreography I just love everything about my programs this year and I'm like oh my god I'm actually like I'm very excited for the first competition of the year sometimes like Last year, I was, like, less excited for the first competition of the year because I was like, I want these programs to be perfect. I want them to be chef's kiss. But this year, I'm just like, I want to get onto it. I want to show everybody these programs. I love them too much. Honestly, it's just my
1: programs that I'm excited for this year. <laughs> I'm
0: just ex- excited to show my programs.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I I'm, I definitely but especially after listening to this podcast, everyone else can't wait to see your programs either um, because you clearly are exuding so much passion for your program already now. And you probably just made them, right? Because you finished Junior Worlds, what, like a month ago?
0: Yeah. wait,
1: mm, Yeah, Ish. yeah, basically. I mean, a little bit more than a month ago, but still that's such a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you already have your new programs ready. You're just ready, to go. I'm just ready to go. We love it. We can't wait to see it. What are your long-term goals for skating what what do you see yourself doing in the next four years
0: um well I definitely hope and dream to medal at the 2026 winter olympic games uh that's like that's the ultimate that's yeah the ultimate goal.
1: in Italy it'll be amazing that's where that you're Italian have, as well right
0: I have family there yeah in the yeah
1: time. wow that that will be um, a dream. So best of luck. You got four years to make it happen, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Let's learn a little bit more about who Isabeau is now. Um, Enough of the skating questions. Let's hear about who you are. So what are your interests and hobbies outside of skating? What do you like to do?
0: Okay. um, Very active thing. All I do is read
1: no oh. that's
0: not true I read a lot though recently like the beginning of this year this is this is very actually I feel like this is embarrassing but I'm gonna tell you anyways at the beginning of this year um I remembered that people read for fun like reading existed I love I reading for like multiple years that reading was a thing and I own a bookshelf in my room and I didn't remember this and so I went to a bookstore bought like three books that were like popular or had seen recommendations of and then I like devoured them and then I was like oh my goodness I like reading I love reading and now it's like my new thing and like everywhere I'm go like I kind of have a book with me except at the rink I cannot read at the rink because like reading like takes time like it like I mean like it sucks you into a different world yes and like my breaks are short enough that i'm like i'm gonna finish my breaks i'm getting on the ice i'm gonna be somewhat depressed (laughs) not really though but we understand um so (laughs) like the main hobby right now i mean there's not much time for hobbies um reading is a great one yeah and then i'm so happy to hear that (laughs) and then i'll have like my cat lana i have an instagram account for her um right next to like my shoulder like purring or just being happy I'm just like relaxing with me and I'm like oh my god you're such an angel and then sometimes when she's not like ready to sleep or just calm down she'll like bring her little crinkle ball to me like these little balls um thingy little thingy. <laughs> um she'll like bring it to me and I like shake it so she like gets really interested then I like throw it really far and then she grabs it and she brings it back to me it's she I don't know how she learned how to that's play sweet and teach her but she knows
1: <laughs> that's awesome wow that's adorable what kind of books do you like to read what's your favorite genre um and if you could recommend one book to somebody listening what would it be
0: okay <laughs> kind of read a little bit of everything I mean I'm okay. still like so, so it's kind of like to me like my book I haven't okay I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I have read 14 books this year so I mean I don't <sighs> I think I read yeah all my books are young adult
1: mm-hmm. um so you like fantasy you like fiction
0: yeah fiction yeah I, I cannot with non-fiction I just <laughs> Um, I, re- I started reading a nonfiction book and like I, in February I got halfway through the book within like three that within three weeks and it's still sitting there halfway through the book I haven't touched it in like months anyways so fiction young mm-hmm. adult and one book that I actually read that was really loud that I actually read while I was at junior worlds mm-hmm. on the buses like I was so into this book that I read this book on the 15 minute bus ride from the um from the rink to the hotel and I don't like reading when if it's a short amount of time because then I, I you know sucked into the world mm-hmm. uh all the bright places by Jennifer Nivens um, I just I got so attached to the character and it's like one of those books I think like the the um the text is like larger maybe or something but I read it so fast like usually I'm really slow at reading but like I was like reading a minute per page but like I just got so attached to this character and and then like the ending was a little bit tragic <laughs> was just s- absorbed in this book and so yeah I guess that's like the book that I would recommend I haven't read all the books.
1: bright places
0: yeah yeah I love that
1: <laughs> I'll have to read that I love reading too. love fiction. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Do you have any siblings? Or are you an only child?
0: I am an only child.
1: Only child. Do you wish you had siblings or do you like being an only child?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll, when I was younger, I wished that I had siblings because I loved playing like chess. Um, mm-hmm. and now recently I learned how to play checkers and now I'm into this phase again where I wished I had a sibling because I would have someone who would play board games with me. <laughs> Nobody wants to play with me. When I was little, it was very reasonable why no one wanted to play with me because I would cheat in everything. Um hmm. but now I don't. I'm very <laughs> Um but um recently I was on a little vacation in Italy, Aunt and her child, which is my cousin, and um and we played checkers like three times a day. And I got all my, you know, board game sisterly, even though she's not my sister, um, kind of like siblingly, I don't know, yeah. Experience. And um, but I have a friend; she has uh, two younger sisters. And after hearing all the experiences she has with her sisters, I can like best believe. I'm like, no, I'm very glad I'm an only child. <laughs> I would not have everything that I have if I weren't an only child. You know, everything would be divided, and you'd have to share. I wouldn't have had so many lessons growing up in skating, and maybe I wouldn't never even been at this point if I had a sibling. Who knows? So who knows? I guess I'm I'm pretty satisfied with what I have.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. All right. Well, last question: Um, Who do you typically hang out with when you don't have to skate and you want to just? hang out with some friends do you have like skating friends at the rink or do you have like family friends that you get to interact with um yeah,
0: yeah all my friends are from the rink because i go nowhere else so <laughs> um the one really good thing about only meeting people at the rink is that like i'm able to make friends with like people of like different ages mm-hmm. like, turn into a nine-year-old in, like blink of an eye and then like have a conversation with her mother like it's it's cool. kind of I don't know. I think it's cool. And good life skill. I don't know. Definitely.
1: But
0: yeah. I actually, I have one of my best friends, Emily. She is actually like practically my age. She's like born in January and I'm born in March. So we're practically the same age. And I like to believe that she is actually my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> I kind of made like recently, I kind of have this like little rank family <laughs> kind of thing. Like I, I label each person as like mm, okay I consider you as my sister and you're my cousin because we never fight um, <laughs> you're because we fight but we're like telepathic I'm pretty sure you because we never fight and we always have a good time um, but we don't hang out as often and then you are like my grandmother you are like my aunt you are my mother you are my uncle <laughs> um, this is
1: very weird I'm so
0: Sorry. anyways um
1: <laughs> it's so silly but it's great I mean you have a little family at your rink that's really? awesome
0: yeah
1: that's awesome <laughs> it sounds like a great environment yeah. which is really important for training obviously because it keeps you happy that's great all right actually I lied that wasn't the last question my final question is um who's your favorite skater
0: I mean, or you, I mean, c- you
1: could I mean, say multiple, I mean, multiple I mean, too, because I know I mean, it's hard to choose. Them.
0: Okay, now we're doing multiple. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um. No List problem. them off. <laughs> so, okay, Evgenia Medvedeva, all-time favorite skater. I grew up watching Evgenia Medvedeva. I feel sad for anyone who has never watched Evgenia Medvedeva. <laughs> Very easy. Um, Amazing. If you have to ask me why, just watch a video of her skating. <laughs> Anyways, and then my next favorite skater... Is a is a because she is our Empress. I mean when she especially her most recent long program, when at the end, you know, she was all like at the end she did like a little like flirtatious move and then she turned around and it was like sharp like she became your empress all over again like she made you bow down mm-hmm. um so definitely that and then I also have Carrie Sakamoto because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going by long programs I don't know why but um this her also also her recent long program um like she is like strength like she in in my mind she like resembles like strength and like Her face before she, like, is announced Mm -hmm. and she's still with her coach when she just got on the ice. It's like, like, if you were, like, at war with me, I would just go retreat. (laughs) I would be like, you win. I surrender. Like, I aspire to be like that. So, like, these three are my favorite skaters because, like, I completely aspire to be all of them combined in one I don't know if that's really possible but like it's just I admire these characteristics so much <laughs> yeah
1: no that's awesome um they're fantastic role models so for you to have that passion towards them and kind of direct into your own skating is amazing and then you know you're gonna have little girls saying the same thing about Isabel Vito now and in the future so all right well I'm so happy that the U.S. has you as a skater Isabel I know there's um, you know, a lot of work to do in the future, but you're already doing so well. And I'm so excited to watch you next season. So best of luck and thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it's fun.